0: Morning everyone, or hello wherever you are, and whatever time it is for you in the world. You will never believe it's like pretty early in the morning where I am at the moment. Oh, it's 9:30 now, so it's not that early, but I've been awake since about 6:30, 7am, and I've just been kind of kicking around the house. I put some washing on, I've been doing some stuff on my computer, and Grim and Sleen, my two cats, have been asleep in bed this whole time. <laughs> Like, they like to sleep in. We have to make the bed around them most mornings because they don't get up when we get up. <laughs> but they've been chilling in bed all morning for the past, like, two hours or so. And I just went and checked on them, and I was like, okay, they're still in bed. So I was like, I'm going to sit down and record now because this will be, like, the perfect time to do it. Like, they're sleeping. They won't be coming into the office meowing or, like, banging on the door or anything. And literally the second I sat down and start recording... They both suddenly appeared in the office and were meowing and scratching the door and Grim's sitting on my desk in front of me now, which is very cute. um, And he's being pretty good at the moment, but they can be little menaces at times. He's currently just kind of sitting on my keyboard and mouse, which isn't too much of an issue. But um, yeah, if you hear meowing or any other noises, it is probably one of my cats. (laughs) Um, But yes, welcome back to another episode and the final episode in our Universal Laws little series that I've been doing. Um, So it's a little bit late, but happy Easter to everyone. I hope you've all had a really nice Easter. It is the weekend after Easter as I'm recording. So we went to Harvey P last weekend for the long weekend to see my family and my partner's family, which was really nice. So we caught up with all of them. And yeah, we've just kind of been spending the week settling back in, I guess, like whenever we're away for the weekend, I don't know, I feel like we fall behind in like cleaning and washing and that kind of stuff. So the week following getting back is always just kind of, yeah, like getting back into routine and getting back on top of things. But yeah, it's been a pretty chill week. It's really starting to cool down here as well. I feel like the colder weather is definitely starting to set in. I've been wearing my big dressing gown a lot, which is like my favorite thing about winter. I get to just wear my like big cozy dressing gown. So I've been putting that on of a morning, which is when I know it's like actually starting to get cold. I did also just have it on because even today it's a bit chilly, but I feel like the sun is starting to really come through the window. So it's warming up a little bit here in my office. But, yes, I can definitely feel that autumn is, like, upon us, which is exciting. I kind of like the in-between seasons, so, like, autumn and spring, I feel like it's, like, not too hot, not too cold. It's just kind of a nice medium, so looking forward to autumn. Um, but, yeah, that's probably about all I have, really, for, like, little life updates. I'm going to... um. The 1975 concert tonight in Brisbane, which I'm so, so excited for. They're one of my favourite bands. I've seen them um, three times live previously, so this will be my fourth time seeing them, and I'm very, very excited. So yeah, I'm feeling a little bit like a kid on Christmas morning, just trying to like get through the day <laughs> until I get to get ready and go to that tonight. So super exciting day ahead. Um, in terms of like podcast updates, I'm trying to start using my Instagram account a little bit more and a bit more like effectively, I guess. I've kind of just been sharing on there when I'm like posting a new episode. Like I've just been posting like a little snippet of the episode on there, but I want to actually start like just posting other stuff on there too. So I have, um have started posting more regularly and will be continuing to post more regularly going forward. So if you're interested in that, my handle on Instagram is at Energetics and Alchemy. So I would love if you would give me a follow over there if it's something that is of interest to you. And so I've also now got a website which is also pretty exciting. It is pretty basic at the moment, it's nothing too too crazy, I built it myself and I'm definitely not a website builder, so <laughs> I kept it pretty simple, but um, yeah, it's exciting, makes it feel like very, like an official kind of thing, having a website, <laughs> and I've never had my own website before, so yeah, that was really fun to build, and it's just energeticsandalchemy.com.au if anyone is interested in checking that out. Um, there will be kind of more to come on the website as well. I feel like I just wanted to get, like, the foundation up. Um, but yeah, obviously moving forward, I've got plans for the website too, so (laughs) stay tuned on that. But yeah, with that, we'll just dive straight into the episode today. So as I mentioned, we'll be closing out our Universal Laws episode. So this is part four, and we'll be covering the final three laws, Hoping I haven't missed any, I don't think I have, but I will probably go through and just double check that I've covered all 12. Um, But yeah, today's laws are Law of Polarity, Law of Rhythm, and Law of Gender. So we'll obviously be deep diving into each one, starting with the Law of Polarity. So this law is basically all about how everything has two opposing poles, So, for example, like good and evil, positive and negative, north and south, masculine and feminine, which we'll actually get into later in the episode when we talk about the law of gender. So the idea is that for literally everything in existence, there is an opposite, and that having this opposite is necessary for balance. So having both sides of a pole is necessary for balance. Everything has a duality. If one thing exists, then By the law of polarity, the opposite of this thing must also exist. So for any given thing or any given experience or circumstance or emotion, there's always potential for the opposite as well. And so when we're talking about it in an energetic sense, it basically supports the idea that our energy is like a magnet, which is something we've already kind of touched on. We can attract certain things for our energy drawing things to us but we can also repel certain things and so it also ties back into the law of relativity that we discussed previously too with the idea of needing to have the bad to kind of compare the good to to really actually feel the good so we can't really know happiness without sadness and we also can't know sadness without happiness like it goes both ways light without dark joy without pain love without hate and so on and so on. So the law of polarity means that we must experience both sides of the coin, essentially. However, the law of polarity also gives us the power to kind of choose which of the opposites or which of the sides we want delivered into our lives. So while we do need to experience both sides, like we can't have happy without also having sad, under the law of polarity, you still have the ability to be Attracting one over the other, so to be attracting like happiness into your life as opposed to attracting sadness. So, some of the ways in which we can kind of work with the law of polarity or incorporate it, I guess, into our day to day lives is by appreciating things while we have them. So, an example of this would be appreciating daytime while we have it before it turns to nighttime appreciating sunshine while we have it before it turns to rain so as I mentioned before the colder weather's setting in so appreciating the warmer weather before that shift into the colder season happens essentially just appreciating good things while we have them because as we discussed before the opposite always exists and we will also always at some point experience that opposite too So similar to the law of relativity, where we talked about kind of the comparison of things and how everything is like relative to other things. (laughs) The law of polarity also helps us to really appreciate and not take for granted the things in our lives. So if all we ever felt was good, we wouldn't then have as much appreciation for the good times because that would be all that we know. The law of polarity adds value to things and helps us to really feel gratitude and appreciation. And again, similarly to law of relativity, everything holds the value that we essentially place on it. So for example, let's say darkness and lightness. So neither of these are inherently actually like good or bad. Like it's not like dark is like bad and light is good or vice versa. In fact, some people would argue that light is better than dark, and others would probably argue that dark is better than light. (laughs) There's not necessarily a right or wrong answer. Both hold value in their own ways, and that value often lies in the eye of the beholder, so whoever is perceiving said thing. So when working with the law of polarity, we can start to look at things in this way. So... While there are opposing sides to everything, these sides aren't inherently good or bad. They're just necessary and they serve a purpose. So the labels of good or bad are placed on them by us as individuals, and this is subjective. So, for example, let's say you may be going through a breakup. Like, that's not to say that you have to look at that breakup as, like, a fantastic time. Like, it's not like you need to necessarily be praising that you've gone through that breakup. But again, it's about how we kind of look at it. So it doesn't, like, obviously it's not a great thing to happen, but it's about whether we look for kind of the lessons in that. Like, it's just, it's something that's happened. It's neutral by default, but we're obviously going to perceive it as like a negative, but we can kind of shift our perspectives and just kind of shift into being grateful that the relationship happened. And I guess just, trying to be grateful for whatever you've gotten from that relationship, the lessons you've learnt and appreciate the time you have being single before you then shift into probably being in another relationship, like in the future. And I know that can sound like a little bit of a naive almost way to look at it. Um, Like when we're kind of in that moment and we're caught up in the emotions, obviously it can be really hard to step back and look at it from the perspective of like, oh, well, maybe this isn't Inherently, a bad thing. Like, sometimes that can obviously take time, but we can kind of help ourselves get to that point quicker by bearing these kind of laws in mind. So, these ideas of viewing things as not inherently like this big, negative, awful experience, but instead kind of viewing it. Choosing to view it in a more positive light and trying to choose to view it as like, okay, this has happened. It is what it is. I've gotten this, this, and this from it, and I've learned from it, and I'm now excited to be moving into a new chapter in my life. And so the law of polarity is also really rooted in the idea of contrast and difference. So another way in which we can use this is by using contrast to kind of determine what we do and we don't want from life or what we do and don't want in any situation really. So again, taking it back to the relationship experience, like we can kind of use that relationship and what we learned and experienced in it to determine what we do and don't want in a future relationship. And that's really just a part of life as well. Like sometimes in life we do need to experience what we don't want to know what we actually do want and vice versa really. So again, relationships are a really, really great example of this. Sometimes in life we need to go through shitty relationships to know what we really want in a partner and in a good relationship. So sometimes experiencing the opposite of what we want can actually help us to determine what we do actually want. And often we wouldn't know this otherwise without having experienced like that opposite, that polarity. I know for me, going into my current relationship... One of the reasons I've been able to be like so clear on knowing that it's a relationship that I want to be in and it's a healthy relationship and it's what I really want is because I've had those past experiences in other relationships that haven't been so great that I then have that comparison to. Like, I know this is like the opposite of those relationships and that's good, that's what I want. But I wouldn't be able to know that if I hadn't kind of been through those other relationships. Like, I might be second guessing this current relationship or just not really having that really, really clear feeling of knowing that this relationship is just everything I've ever wanted in a relationship and everything I've ever wanted in a partner. So essentially under the law of polarity, all sides serve a purpose, whether we deem them as good or bad, they're all just necessary for balance and they help us to reflect on what we desire versus what we don't desire. There are always going to be two opposite sides to everything, and we just need to kind of learn to work with that throughout our lives. And we also need to remember that the concept of good and bad is a human concept, not a universe concept. (laughs) So the universe itself doesn't necessarily think of things as good versus bad. We're the ones who apply these labels to things. And again, often it's subjective. It's on an individual level. So there's no right or wrong necessarily. There are things that we might all kind of collectively view as bad or view as good. But realistically, like, that's just us as humans putting these concepts onto things. The universe isn't dealing out, like, good and bad necessarily. So the law of polarity is very much so about neutrality. Everything just is. Every coin has two sides. Every pole has two ends. Every pendulum can swing to one side or another. And so in our lives under law of polarity, it's up to us to be attracting what side of the coin or pole or pendulum we want to be attracting. And also, I guess being a bit discerning with how we're taking in the sides that we are dealt, because even if we're trying to attract a certain side, it doesn't mean that we're never going to get the opposite like we are. Inevitably throughout life going to experience both sides of the coin, but it's just about how we kind of perceive them and what we're kind of attracting. And so the three laws that we're covering in today's episode all really do tie into each other quite a bit. So the law of polarity is all about everything having an equal opposite. The law of rhythm is all about how everything is kind of cyclical, like summer into winter, day into night, everything is a cycle. And if we consider the law of polarity as left and right, the law of rhythm is kind of like the pendulum that swings between the two. So when the pendulum swings right, it must inevitably at some point also swing left. And so the law of rhythm is a law that I personally really enjoy, I guess, like I really like the concept of it. It's very much so aligned with the tarot card Wheel of Fortune, which I also really love. I actually got a tattoo recently that is the Wheel of Fortune card. And so the Wheel of Fortune card is one that comes up for me quite a lot, um, or it has in the past, to be honest. It hasn't come up as much recently, but I feel like there was a period of my life where that was coming up a lot for me. And I just really, I guess, resonated with the message behind it, which is basically... The same message behind the law of rhythm. So the message is basically that everything is a cycle and change is always just around the corner. So throughout our lives, we move in and out of various experiences and phases and seasons of life and of change. So nothing is permanent and we're constantly kind of cycling and flowing So the message I guess I really like behind the Law of Rhythm and the Wheel of Fortune card is that if you're feeling stuck in a certain situation or you're feeling like things aren't kind of going your way, just know that things will always change. Like nothing is permanent. Things are always cycling. So if you're in a not great place right now, this very second, like that will change and flip at some point. And so when we're talking about energetics and manifestation, the law of rhythm is really all about working with and appreciating all stages of life. So similar to what we went over with the law of polarity, just about appreciating both sides of the opposite spectrum. Um, This is about kind of appreciating all of the stages and cycles that we move through within our lives So things may not always be perfect and great, but it's about appreciating the season that you're in in any given moment and trusting that it will pass, just as everything always does. So again, nothing's permanent. When things aren't going great, we need to trust in the law of rhythm and the wheel of fortune and know that things turn, the wheel is turning, and things won't stay one way forever. Things will cycle back to being good eventually. (laughs) So this law is also about having kind of like a glass half full outlook and trusting in the universe's ability to bring you back to your desires. So again, the wheels are always turning and life is always in a constant state of like change and movement and cycling. When you are going through difficult times, trust that things will turn and get better. On the other hand, if you're going through really amazing times, know that like that also can change and I don't want to come across as being like negative with this I like, obviously it's not like oh if you're experiencing good things like just know that it'll change to bad things eventually <laughs> like it's not necessarily like that but it's just trusting that when the wheel does turn and you do find yourself in like less than ideal circumstances things will cycle back to being good eventually Part of the cycle is that we will find ourselves in lows and highs throughout our lives. Like, we're not just constantly staying at one level. We will experience times where things are going fantastically, and then we'll experience times where things maybe aren't going so well. But it's just about having that faith in the universe that you will be brought back to your desires. So to me, this law is really all about trusting the process and trusting in the rhythm and trusting that the universe will take care of things as needed. It's about knowing that we go through all different kinds of phases in life and that if we hold faith and trust in the universe, it will always swing us back towards where we want to be. And how we can really work with this rhythm is to not get caught up in like the phases of our lives that aren't maybe where we want to be, or like a less than ideal, the things that we might be going through that just aren't what we're wanting, it's inevitable that we will find ourselves swinging occasionally in this direction. So when we want to be swinging right, we might swing left on occasion, but we need to trust that we will eventually go back to swinging right soon enough. So where you are at any given moment is not where you will always be. And while this can be obviously comforting in a sense, it's also a reminder, again, to take the time to appreciate where you are in any given moment. So one of the things I've spoken about before and try to remind myself of is just really appreciating the, what I call in-between moments. So in-between goals, just the moments where we might not necessarily be where we want to be, but... I think it's still important to have like an appreciation for these times so even if you're not where you want to be right now try to find things that you can still appreciate within that moment because I'm sure there are things that you can think of that you are grateful for and you never know when things are going to swing or change or when you might even be like missing something that you had in those in-between moments so for example let's say you're in between jobs or something so you might be kind of sitting around feeling not great because you're, like, bored, you don't have anything to do, you want to be working again. Whereas when you're then in, like, your new job, you might then be wishing that you had more spare time and, like, feeling like you took for granted the time in between jobs where you did have all of that free time and now you're really busy again and it's like, damn, like, I wish I actually, like, stopped and appreciated that, I was jobless for a little bit and I had like all of this spare time to do whatever I wanted to because I don't have that now. Again, it's like a glass half full kind of perspective. So instead of focusing on what you're lacking in any given moment or what you don't have or like the crappy circumstances you're experiencing, it's about trying to just appreciate that moment for what it is. Or rather that season in your life. Another element of law of rhythm that I think is important to touch on is our own personal cycles as well that we go through. So as humans, we're never always on and always in like a high vibe. So as we've discussed in previous episodes, sometimes you might just be going through a phase where you're just not feeling it. You just need to rest like you're not in that like productive high vibe zone And so we cycle through moods and vibrations as well. We cycle through like high energy times where we may be really in flow, we're motivated, we're creating, and we also cycle through low vibe times where we might just, again, need to rest, need to respect that, give our bodies what they need and trust that if we are in a state of needing rest, being tired, unmotivated, uncreative, any of that kind of stuff, that's just the phase of the cycle that we're in at that present moment. And with the law of rhythm, you will inevitably swing back into the higher vibe state at some point too. So again, it's really just about trusting the process, trusting the cycles, trusting the seasons in life and within us, as well as outside of us. And instead of getting stressed or overwhelmed or upset or any of that kind of stuff, just working on remaining grounded throughout all of these cycles and phases. So... Just learning to kind of move through the cycles and just experience the cycles as they are. And so that's true mastery of this law really is being able to remain grounded throughout all of life cycles and phases instead of being kind of thrown off and really just spiraling when we're in like a cycle or phase that we're not loving. So we need to work with the cycles and work with the rhythm. So the last law that we'll be touching on today is the law of gender. So, before we get into this, I do just want to note that this doesn't mean literal, like, assigned gender, like male or female. This is about gender as, like, an energetic concept. So, we're talking about feminine energy and masculine energy. So, we all have both feminine and masculine energy within us, and the universe as a whole has these two energies within it as well. However, in saying that, women do generally have like, kind of default to feminine, so they have, like, a feminine core, and men generally default to masculine energy, so they have a masculine core. But both energies, both feminine and masculine, are present within everyone, regardless of their, like, assigned gender. So on that note, as I just mentioned, the law of gender is all about masculine and feminine energy, which can be found in everyone, regardless of sex. And so it's kind of like a yin and yang idea. It's about balancing the two energies. And so that applies on an individual level, but can also apply in like partnerships and relationships as well. So when we talk about balancing these two energies, we can also relate it back to the idea of the law of polarity. So the idea that there are always two opposing sides and these need to be kind of in balance. So in the context of feminine and masculine energies and the law of gender these are the two opposite sides. And to have polarity, there needs to be a balance between the two. So this is polarization. This is the energetic attraction of two opposite poles. And it's required for balance. So in relationships, this is required for there to be like attraction and sexual chemistry. That's where the idea of opposites attracting comes from. So in terms of what like, masculine and feminine energies actually are. I feel like this is talked about fairly often, especially in recent times. Like, I feel like it's almost, like, a trending kind of topic at the moment in the, like, spiritual community and just in general. So I feel like a lot of people will already probably have a bit of an understanding of the two, but we can think of masculine energy as representing things like logic and structure and organization and decision-making and providing and directness. And it's like this firm kind of protective, decisive energy while feminine energy represents things like intuition and nurturing and being open to receiving and gentleness and fluidity. And it's rooted in like feelings and emotions. It's like a very soft and flowy energy. It's heart centered while Masculine is kind of like a push energy, and feminine is kind of like a pull energy. So again, two very opposite sides of a spectrum. And so while we do all have these two polar energies within us, they'll likely be expressed differently based on our gender. So a male expressing masculine energy will likely look pretty different to a female expressing masculine energy, And that's just because we're kind of expressing these energies through our female or male brains. And again, very generalised, so um, it's all a spectrum and does vary from person to person, but generally speaking, um, people who are female-identifying will be expressing it differently to someone who is male-identifying. So... In women, masculine energy may come out as looking like things like ambition and being organized and having kind of structure and routines and being driven, and maybe like if they're a business owner, like that really businessy side of them or their desire to kind of progress in their careers and to lead and budgeting and being very logical and thinking, like those kind of expressions. <laughs> Whereas in men, Feminine energy may be expressed as things like being in tune with their emotions, being empathetic, being vulnerable, that kind of stuff. So it will look different for each kind of expression of the energies. And there is always a need for both energies in everyone. Um, This is, again, balance. So this is what this law is all about. So if you're female identifying, you don't only want to have that feminine energy within you and if you're male identifying you don't only want to have the masculine energy like you do need a balance of both it's not necessarily like a 50-50 balance like it might be for someone female identifying it might be that they're like 70 to 80 percent feminine energy but they have that like masculine energy as well that helps to kind of keep things in check and keep things balanced. So the degree to which we hold these energies varies so Yes, a female is generally going to default more to feminine energy. There may be predominantly more like feminine energy expressions with touches of masculine or like in some cases, there may be a bit of an even split as well. So it does vary from case to case. It's a spectrum. It's not obviously cut and dry the same for everyone. (laughs) So for both of these energies, however, issues can begin to arise when we're not in balance. So when we're working with these energies, that's kind of the goal, I guess. The goal is to find this balance and to kind of harmonize the two. And when we have these energies balanced within us and within our relationships, that's when things feel really nice and easy and smooth and like that's what we want. When we have an excess of either energy, so excess of yin or excess of yang, it can become kind of unhealthy, for lack of a better word. Like, it can begin to cause issues, and the expressions of these energies in excess can become unhealthy. And so the expressions, again, will vary as well, so we're going to be generalising a little bit in this next part, Um, but I'm just going to give some examples of what, like, an imbalance, I guess, in either of these energies, in, like, females or males, could kind of come out as expression-wise. So... For a woman who maybe has an imbalance and is too in her feminine, so has like an excess of feminine energy, she may struggle with things like taking on too much responsibility for others, like really overstepping, I guess, the care for others to the point where it's like negatively impacting her life. She might struggle with things like standing up for herself. She might not have the courage or the drive to pursue her desires. She might struggle with setting boundaries and standing really firm in them. She might find herself putting others above her own needs, struggling to find ambition, direction. She might lack like initiative, those kind of things. While a woman who is too in her masculine or has like an excess of masculine energy may experience things like burnout or really high stress levels or you know, like, work overload, like, she isn't able to surrender, she's not able to release control, she may be feeling, yeah, like, overworked, might struggle with intimacy, with connection, with being vulnerable, with, like, expressing her emotions and being in touch with her emotions, that kind of stuff. For a man, on the other hand, or a male identifying person, who has an excess of masculine energy. This may look like being emotionally closed off. They might be like arrogant, um, egotistic, very dominant. They might be like asserting power and superiority. Um, In extreme cases, this can kind of be expressed as what we refer to as toxic masculinity. So again, in extreme cases, violence, sexual aggression, that kind of behavior. Whereas a man who has an excess of feminine energy might struggle with things like being able to make decisions, being able to lead, to really take control. Um, he might struggle with like protecting and providing for, you know, his family or his loved ones. He might be too in his emotions to the point where he's kind of allowing his emotions to really get the better of him and like steer the ship. On the other hand, a healthy expression of both energies in a woman may look like somebody who's really in touch with their emotions, they're in tune with their body, with their needs, their desires, they're open, they're receptive, they express love really easily, they understand the importance of self-care and rest and they make time for this, they're creative, they can release control and surrender and just be in flow. They work with their seasons, their nurturing, but again, bringing in those more masculine elements, they would be really good at setting boundaries or they can lead when they need to, or they have structures and routines in place throughout their lives that really keep them on track and they're really driven to achieve their goals and desires. Like That would be a healthy expression of both feminine and masculine in a woman. In a man, a healthy expression of, like, a balanced amount of both energies might look like somebody who is able to lead, who's able to kind of take control and make decisions, who's confident and protective of women in a healthy way, obviously, who is driven and ambitious and, yeah, it's just very rooted in that, like, logical, protective, firm, direct energy, But then bringing in the feminine elements, they would also be, like, emotionally available or able to connect with people on an emotional level and provide emotional support. They would be, like, a great partner or dad or friend. They would look after themselves and the people they love. They'd be, like, have that gentle side. And they wouldn't be feeling like they need to, like, prove anything to anyone. It's not, like, a superiority thing. It's, like, a healthy, confident, gentle, you know, that kind of vibe. So we can kind of see just in these little examples, which again, very generalized, but we can see how it's all about balance. Like we don't want to be too in our masculine or too in our feminine. Too much or too little of anything can be damaging. And it's about knowing how to kind of draw on both sides of those energies when needed. So both opposing poles when needed. It's about knowing when to be in your feminine and when you need to shift more into your masculine energy. And so this will change throughout life as well. Like there might be, again, cycles, rhythm. There might be times where we really need to be in our feminine energy, like we're going through something where we just really need to be in that feminine. Or there might be times like, you know, say you're starting a new job or something where you really need to be in your masculine, like that time specifically is calling for you to be in a more masculine energy. We can flow between the two as we need to. And so, bringing it back to, like, manifestation and energetic work, these energies play a pretty major role when it comes to calling in our desires. So, they will come up a lot throughout the things we speak about on this podcast in general, like, on the platform. But when we talk about manifestation, the role feminine energy plays is really the idea of, like, surrendering, connection to spirit, connection to the universe, connection to our intuition, the openness to receiving, all of that kind of stuff. So... While that's all great and that's all absolutely required, the masculine energy then plays the role of us actually being able to take action and having, like, structures in place for our manifestations to come to fruition. So both are required and both are equally as important. Feminine energy is, like, almost like a bit of a daydream surrender, openness energy, while masculine is, like, the going out and doing the thing. When it comes to manifestation, someone who's just, like, too in their feminine and not at all bringing in that masculine element would be someone who is kind of just, you know, daydreaming about things, hoping they drop in at some point, um, being very open to them dropping in, but not actually taking that initiative to go out and get them. And on the other hand, someone who is, like, too rooted in their masculine trying to manifest would just be really pushing the action and logic and that kind of stuff as opposed to the surrendering to the universe and the process and all of that good stuff, that spiritual element of it all. And so there's honestly so much more we could talk about when it comes to feminine and masculine energies, but I am going to leave it there for this episode. But as I mentioned, I feel like the feminine and masculine energy concept comes up quite a lot when talking about manifestation practices and energetic work So we'll definitely be coming back to it again in the future, I'm sure. But yes, that will probably do for today. That's just like a quick little overview of the law of gender. And so before we do close out talking about the law of gender, I just wanna mention one other aspect of this law, which is the idea of everything having a gestational period. So part of the law of gender is the idea that everything stems from seeds that are planted. And that there is a gestation period for everything in nature. So tying this back into manifestation, the idea is basically that things will not always come to fruition instantly. Everything needs time to be planted and to grow. And this law can really help us to just be patient and trust in the belief that everything we desire is coming to us eventually. Sometimes it just takes time for these things to develop and grow and actually for us to receive them. So I hope this episode was insightful and that the Universal Laws episodes in general have been insightful. I think they do set a really good foundation for basically just understanding like energetics and manifestation and how the universe operates (laughs) so yes i'm glad we kind of smashed them out pretty early and that everyone should have a pretty good understanding of the 12 universal laws now thank you as always so much for joining in and for listening today i really really appreciate it uh you can follow me on instagram at energetics and alchemy subscribe to the podcast if you're enjoying the episodes i'd love if people could leave me reviews as well i'd love to hear your feedback and what you're Thinking of the episodes, what you're finding useful, all of that information, I would love to hear. Um, But yeah, I'm just really grateful that people are tuning in and I really hope that people are finding the information useful and helpful because I know that it's all information that has really, really helped me over the years. I'm going to log off and go enjoy my Saturday now. I have quite a bit I want to do before I head out tonight. I'm going to water my plants need to do some like cleaning stuff I want to do some work stuff I'm also going to do a little bunnings run I think to get some um repellent for my veggie garden because the veggies have just been getting eaten by bugs (laughs) which I mean very happy that the bugs are just like having a little smorgasbord of really nice luscious leaves and stuff out there but um I obviously would like to be able to eat some of the stuff growing out there as well. So, yeah, I'm going to go try and find something to hopefully stop the bugs from just eating absolutely everything. Obviously using natural kind of stuff, given it's, like, vegetables, so I want to use, like, food-safe repellents. But, um, yeah, if anyone has any recommendations for that kind of thing, please let me know as well. (laughs) Because, yeah, so many of our, um, like, we've got, like silver bead i think it's called and like bok choy and tomatoes and rocket and it's all just getting eaten by bugs at the moment (laughs) um but yeah so i'm gonna do that today and then i'll probably just chill out for a bit this afternoon before i head off to the 1975 which i'm so excited for i'm gonna be having the time of my life (laughs) um But yeah, perfect. Oh, I hope everyone has a really beautiful day or weekend or afternoon or night or whatever time it is where you are. And I will talk to you next time. Thank you so much again for tuning in.